So hey guys, welcome back to the Traders Show. I'm your co-host here, CK, alongside my more interesting co-hosts, um, Ken and Taras Lawi. So today we have a very interesting topic and a guest on the show. His name is John Mwalandi. You're going to enjoy this show very, very much. We're going to talk a lot about, Ken will introduce the topic of today and what we're mainly looking to talk about. But just a brief uh, uh, introduction about John Mwaland. You'll hear about him later on. He is the co-founder and CIO of M&M Ascent Management. So M&M Ascent Management is a capital management company here in Kenya that trades investors' capital. They trade outside capital and split profits every quarter with their investors. At M&M, you will find them with... Um, at M&M, you will find... You will invest with them, allowing them to trade your account for you and share profits once they realize profits every quarter. So John Mwalandi here started trading at around uh, back then in 2015 where he was studying his undergraduate degree in civil engineering. So since he started till date, uh, he has over five years experience trading and is working to make his fund bigger and bigger and to serve his investors to the best of his knowledge. So that's uh, John Mwalandi for you. He's our special guest here today. We're going to have a lot of fun with him and you'll get to understand what we're going to talk about. So, Ken? Okay, guys. So, hope you had a wonderful week. We are shooting the third episode with John Mwalandi. Today, we're going to talk about different trading styles, <coughs> different trading styles, systems, approaches, personality types, how all these things play out in the market. So, we have four traders here. Everyone has traded a live account. Everyone trades in a different style. There are some fundamental principles which I think are very important for all styles of trading. But there are some very, very fine differences in all these styles of trading. So we're going to focus on the differences in the styles. And what is going to be quite distinctive is how different approaches work in the market. And you will learn a lot from the different styles that we all use in our trading. So that's the topic. I think the most important thing for us now is to hear more about John, his trading style, his trading approach, how he started trading, and many other things which are important about his style of trading. So John. Hello, everyone. My name is John Mwalandi. I am the CIO and uh, uh, co-founder of M&M Asset Management. M&M Asset Management, as Caleb, as Caleb stated, is a capital management company where we invest we trade on behalf of our investors so uh, most of our investors come to us um, set up an account with us and then they give us the trading privileges and every quarter we split profits based on our profit split um, arrangement so um, i've been a trader for the past five years um, i started trading way back when i was in campus um, i was doing my which campus were you in I was in the Technical University of Kenya. Okay. okay. Yes, TUK. Mm -hmm. yeah. Formerly known as Kenya Poly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, nice. I did civil engineering for 6 years yeah. there. 6 not 5? Yeah, I did 6 years. We okay. did 5 years um we did 5 years um coursework and then a full year of um attachments. Okay. Both industrial and in and internal. Okay. Did you graduate? Yes. Yes, I did graduate with my civil engineering degree mm -hmm. and um, I worked for Kenya Pipeline Company yeah. for, a, for one year and then um, we got laid off and um, I did some hustles here and there in Westlands. I was working for engineer George Mwalu. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's a structural engineer in Westlands. I worked for him for one year. Um after that um civil engineering was not working well for me. So I decided to leave that career path and join trading uh, as a full-time trader. Okay. So you are still yes. trading uh, well, while you were working. Work. Yes, oh, definitely. Nice. When I was working, I was, you know, trading um from here and here and there. Uh, I was doing it part-time at that time. And then um after I decided to leave my career in civil engineering, I joined trading full-time and the rest is history. Okay. Okay. Ah, that's a nice interesting brief story. Yes. Yeah. So um I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Welcome, welcome. Welcome yes. John. We have a lot to talk today. Definitely. Yeah. But before we get deep into everything, uh how's your week been people? How's your week been? Love, we can start with you. Looks yes. like you've had an interesting <laughs> week. Yeah. Okay, my week has yeah. been good trading wise. I've had about three trades, mm-hmm. both all winners. All winners. Yeah. Which trades are these? <laughs> I had a euro yen on Monday, long I had a pound pound Aussie short. And I had an uh, an oil shot yesterday. Magnets. Yeah, all magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been a pretty good week. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I great. think that that will be the end for me. I won't trade again. Um, yeah, I've not had the best of weeks. Um, the week started off well. Then things started happening along the way. So going to town with a car is a problem. So we never go to car <laughs> with our cars with cars to town. Okay. So this week I don't know Monday Tuesday we decided okay I just gari kidogo. Monday was a good day actually from last week Friday Friday then Monday then Tuesday. Then Tuesday also Ken came with a car. So we all have cars parked. We are upstairs in the office over there Jekwa Towers just enjoying the day as it goes by. So there are these boys we always pay the boys the parking boys. And they're quite good guys. I like those guys. They are good guys, hustlers so we try and support them at the same time. So apparently this day I don't know I forgot to cause I, I reached the office early like around 7 a.m. So I'm in the office I'm chilling. Uh Ken came Ken what time did you come like at 9? I think I came in at nine, yeah. Yeah, so Ken comes at nine. Also, he is parked downstairs. So the boys were in there at that time. So we always know when they're not there, we'll come back down and sort them out later on. Now, I'd forgotten, okay? So a few minutes later, Ken was like, ah, we've not paid those boys. So we're like, ah, we'll sort it out. Because we always sort them out. We always call them, they sort it out. Now, Ken, personally, I didn't sort it. Ken had paid one of the parking boys, yeah? Yeah. Ken had paid one of the parking boys. The guy uh so Ken knows this guy is fine. May have not yet paid. So it was lunch time. It was around 2. Yeah. It was 2. That's okay. the time your class was about to start here. Yeah. We're going for lunch. So like let's take a stroll, let's go for lunch. Going downstairs, we find I see my car. The car has been clumped. Clumped. <laughs> my car is clumped. I'm like, "Ah, what's going on?" <laughs> Ken is say ah let me go check on my car maybe also it's clamped what it's clamped <laughs> so see what is that kuna shida so don't ashanga what will you start what do we do so the kanjus are walking all over now we call these boys who sort for us the car this guy is saying adi oh what, what was my guy saying ken the person ken paid alkamitoroka he left man the guy went <laughs> the kanjo came that's never be before me and mind you that too ken has a class about to start He's, he has a class what class was it for introduction introduction to technical technical analysis yeah. yes. may we're still free so this thing now everything is pulled so kanjo are telling us to pay 2200 to kanjo mind you 2200 2200 yeah. ken has already paid to so hey which car 
Kenna speak to <laughs> like, you guys gone. Me the guy who always protects my car because he had called him. He called me when he came and said, uh-huh. Ah, Caleb, I've seen your car and kuchungie. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm coming downstairs, I'm asking the guy, what's wrong? You know what solution the girl's giving us? Uh-huh. Caleb Sijali, Tavunja is We'll break it. I'm oh like, my god. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, check is what after solution. You always sort the kanjos. Talk to the kanjo. Look for a way we can sort it. He's like, ah, zizi, kalebusi jali, tutafunza. So mind you, me, I'm hungry. Ken is hungry. We're like, ah, let's go eat. We eat to Shibe to come to. We are rational people. Yeah. Let's come think. Coming back, we spent, it was from two to five, yeah? Two to around six, man. We left yeah. the office at two. We came back at around six, I think. So yeah. Ken's class, Taras, uh, luckily he was there. So he taught the student. We ended up sorting those, ah, kanjo, kanjo. Anyway, that's how my week was. So yesterday <laughs> night, I decided, ah, How can I Tesa sana uh, on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Let me go with Matatu today. So I was dropped right. in the morning. In the evening, I'm like, let's go home. What happens? The Matatu I am, Kwama. Oh. We're oh. stuck at nine. Like in the middle of Westy, the, the clutch, clutch, uh, uh-huh. katikad. Yes. So now we're stuck. We're like, ah, now what? Anyway, that's how my week has been. Today morning, I went to the gym. I'm gymming nicely. I'm gymming nicely. There's this other big guy he came. Some big guy came, started treadmilling. So he's looking at me. He's looking at me. I'm wondering, what's wrong with this guy? Anyway, I didn't mind much. I continued doing my thing. Then this other small guy came, but he looked a bit built. <laughs> a small guy. He's walking out. He's walking out. And then me, I was about to finish. So I was tired. I'm not even thinking. So I'm walking, walking. Then I went and sat somewhere. Sitting. I've sat on his phone. So this guy is walking, walking. I don't know. My ass is big. I couldn't feel the phone. This guy is walking around looking for his phone. Then he came to me. Yo, you're sitting on my phone. I'm like, oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. And the guy looked at me. I think, like I've said, he's a small kidogo. So I don't know. He's looking at me. He can't talk about me. But yeah, <laughs> <hey>, size matters. <laughs> I was like, hey, sorry. Hey, it's been yeah. a crazy week. Trading. Mm-hmm. I took one trade this week. Aussie dollar. I mean, uh, Aus- yeah, Aussie dollar. Uh, it was going quite well yesterday. Market turned a bit. How is it progressing? <laughs> yeah. to, to, I still have it running. I have set some uh, risk, but I still have the trade running. Uh-huh. The actual yeah. trade. So, yeah. Anyway, right. mob. I've talked. <laughs> so I know it's not story time, but anyway, just yeah. to lighten up the mood. Ken, yeah. anything to say? That's nice. Oh, me, I've had a very, very heavy week in trading. I have about, I had about three heavy. positions. Yeah, heavy, 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 <laughs> very heavy, <laughs> not just heavy. Ken is heavy. a heavy trader. Anyway, I had three positions, one on oil, one on GU, one on Euro Yen. All of them ended up being... <laughs> Losers or break-even trades. Anyway. It is what it is. <coughs> so I had a urine position turned on me. I had a GBP USD what position. What position is it? Long short? Long. GBP USD long. Turned to be a loser. Oil long. Mm-hmm. Break-even trade. So no position currently. I'm watching gold for shots. Potential shots. Mm-hmm. Gold currently trading at 1900. Up 0.16%. Oil down 0.5%. 65.76 is the current trading price. Pound against the dollar trading at 1.4126. Euro yen trading at 133.20. US 30, 30 of the best American companies, also known as the Dow, down 0.09%. The Nasdaq down 0.5%. And Euro USD up 0.14%. The dollar is being quite resilient, down about 0.1, coming back all the way from about 89.0. Mm-hmm. to trade about 89.9 yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see what the dollar will do this week. Let's see what the dollar will do this week. Anyway, that's the update on markets. Kiwi yesterday jumped quite a percentage. Yeah, yeah, about did. 1% after a hawkish tone from their central bank. I don't yes. I'm not sure about yeah. the central bank. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the RBNZ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bank and technically it was within a triangular formation. So I think yes. they were waiting for the news. You saw it, yeah? Yeah. So I think yeah. it was waiting for that catalyst broke out to the upside, yeah? Broke out yes. to the upside, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it from your markets. Cryptos. I think cryptos uh, something I forgot to say also. I, it's a trade also. My Earlier on this week, I kept some money in crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't mention that. So while I'm trading, also offset some money into cryptos. So XRP was down 75 percent. That's 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 a bargain, okay? From two dollars. From two dollars down to zero point six five dollars. Yeah. So when you get such, it was a retest of the previous high, which was broken now support. You want to be getting some buys there. Now it's currently back to one dollar. A dollar. I got an entry, I think, at around zero point eight zero. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also a position I took put some money in it and yeah bitcoin trading at 40000 yesterday we had some bad news from for bitcoin i think iran banned bitcoin mining oh, they did. yeah iran banned bitcoin mining mm-hmm. in china somewhere in I don't know if it's Mongolia or something of the sort. I'm yeah. not sure of the name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure Mongolia of the name. Anyway, we also yeah. had some bans on mining on bitcoin, Ethereum back to 2800 ah, coming back from about 2000 quite resilient also came down back. to 1700 yeah. 1700 mm-hmm. i was not even mm-hmm. sure of the last dip we had yeah, yeah. litcoin trading at 188.2 dogecoin dogecoin <laughs> dogecoin <laughs> quite resilient also 33 coming back from around 20 25 i think yeah. that was Sense. the lowest price Sense, yeah. yeah Sense, yeah dot which is a brother to ethereum trading at 22.625 eos 6.475 stella xlm trading at 0.42 BNB 359 file 70 and ICP which is sort of a internet internet computer and then or the P uh, and the P is like for the computer part <laughs> 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 computer ah, anyway trading at 133.14 well, I actually I actually have some ICP you um, bought some yeah, I'm watching it okay. I didn't get an entry on Ethereum so I opted for ICP, ICP. That was a good idea. That was a good yeah, idea. Well, How does it run? It's 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 its main blockchain is to come and because uh, what they're saying about it, it's the new blockchain technology apart from Bitcoin and Ethereum. So if you know a lot of these coins, most of them are running on the Ethereum blockchain and Bitcoin blockchain. So now they're saying ICP is now the new one, meaning um, <coughs> the new technology that has come. It's to fasten things to become at web speed. So basically it's to like bitcoin transaction it's come to speed in that process because also as bitcoin is fast but it's quite lagging at the same time so it's yes. come to to yes. speeden up that process plus a few more other stuff which oh. let me not we'll talk about it on the crypto pod, uh, episode okay, okay. Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. great 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 work guys mm. um some great insights from these guys yeah. um on my end this week has been a very slow week for me um my portfolio is really like heavy on currencies So I've been um, looking at euro dollar for quite some time now and um I had some some positions um set on euro USD mm-hmm. but um unfortunately um I wasn't triggered in so um, you had what a pending limited order yes yes pending yes, yes. most of the time um I usually like um trade using pending orders So I'll have my buy limits, my sell limits based on the market and what the market um 
based on the current market conditions. Oh yeah. So I had some some active setups on EURUSD but um unfortunately my shots were not triggered in. Yeah, and the way so, EURUSD had a good drop. Yes, yes it had a really uh, good, good drop. drop. So I was waiting for some some entries um at around um 120 122 was it 120 this was EURUSD. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you rest there. Are you looking for water long? No, no, it's not for shots. Yeah, yeah. Um I think it was a uh, let me just check. Uh yeah, it was around 122 54 56 oh. area and um the one the one to get in cuz uh the melt happened really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, a good it was a uh, it was a good setup that was supposed to give me like around 7 to 8%. Mm-hmm. But uh, I missed on that and uh but uh this month my trading has been good mm-hmm. um i hit uh last week but one i had some some euro longs which uh gave me 25% yeah, nice. and right now i'm just sitting back yeah just watching the markets and gold yeah um i had a i was looking for a short on gold there was like a really nice um setup i think we analyzed that market yes, together exactly. and Carl yes exactly i was watching at some i was watching a certain ending diagonal on gold mm. but unfortunately it didn't come through mm. so um there was some volatility after some uh, retails some inflation data yeah, came inflation out data, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah inflation came out it overshot expectations mm-hmm. and it caused gold to rally rally mm-hmm. very very yeah, fast yeah, yeah. Yeah so it invalidated our setup we didn't get like a really nice correction mm-hmm. to get an entry mm-hmm. yeah. so i had to let that one go okay. so there's another ending diagonal coming up on euro yeah. and uh, i was waiting for some shots at a certain level but uh, yesterday i saw some consolidations on the lower time frame and mm. um, yeah i decided to scout for some some shorter moves but unfortunately i wasn't tagged in and um, Yeah, I'm just sitting it back waiting for euro to go back to the highest point on my ending diagonal okay. and probably I will definitely get a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cash is also the position. Yes. City yeah. yes. and cash a definitely. very good position. <laughs> so yeah, so 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 now we can enter you, tr- you introduce to this topic, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. Yep. We'll be talking with uh, Molandi about different trading styles and approaches in the market that we all use because uh, many uh, trading approaches, depending on your personality, depending on the style you're using, all of us will get a different idea of how to trade the market using different trading approaches. So, yeah, you want to start? So for me to start off, I think the most important thing is when you read books, like I remember when I first started trading, obviously when you start trading, there are certain books if you try and Google online or you try and ask a few people who have been trading, they'll tell you, read Reminiscence of a Stock Operator, read Market Wizards. I'm sure those two books, if you're a trader, you've come across those titles, right? I don't Definitely. think there's anyone there's who has Steve not... Steve Nason, Candlestick, yes. ca- <coughs> book about candlesticks. By yeah. Candlesticks, yeah. trading Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Candlestick yeah. Bible yeah. Bible then we have Steve Nason, yeah. 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 So such books, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I remember in the Market Wizards, one thing yeah. that really, really stood out was find a method that fits your own personality. Yeah. Mm, it yes, takes quite definitely. some time for you to understand what that really means but i think after some time trading and thinking and contemplating about it i have finally realized what that means anyway so to think about it let me just broaden that concept to share mm-hmm. what i think about that concept so i've been thinking about the challenges people have when they're trading so for example i like comparing the challenges i have the challenges caleb has the challenges lavi has because 
the three of us at least we trade on a day to day basis we are together most of the time on a day to day basis and so i can tell easily what the other person is struggling with yes one thing that normally stands out is one person mm-hmm. may be struggling with taking very little risk the other one may be struggling with taking too much risk okay one person may be struggling with coming into position another person may be struggling with staying out of the market all these things come back down to your personality who you are as a person yes so i think the meaning of find a method that fits your own personality is you design a system that will help you trade in 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 correlation to your personality for example if you are quite aggressive you should find a method or a system that will help you manage risk quite efficiently yeah. so the challenge for you may be taking too much risk so you find a method that helps you now come back and maybe taper the risk bring it down completely for you to be able to trade well mm-hmm. if you're too conservative if you're too patient probably you need to find a method that will give you more signals into the market more entries into the market because by the end of the day what you're trying to do is to capitalize on your strengths and avoid your weaknesses interfering with your trading mm-hmm. so how do you Definitely. do the two how do you juggle between the two i think that's an important point for us to start on and we can probably share how your personality really affects how you're trading if you've really thought about it in mm-hmm. in the different methods that you use because i know like lau is a contrarian trader caleb never believes in betting against the trend mm-hmm. those are two very different people yeah. <laughs> their approaches to market are very very different mm-hmm. and we need to hear how each of them arrived at believing in one thing yes. and not believing in the other uh-huh. or you can even start with your style i think it's yeah, important for us to start with a guest yeah, yes so <laughs> can start with john john how, tell how us do you approach the market how do you approach markets um well um i approach the market using two major styles yeah mm-hmm. um i trade elo wave mm-hmm. theory yeah mm-hmm. so i am a i'm a really firm believer of elo wave mm-hmm. yes but i'm not a pure elotician mm-hmm. so Elio-tician. what i do is <laughs> i mix elutive um theory and yeah. um, some principles of supply and demand yeah basically wyckoff theory okay yes what, so what wyckoff richard wyckoff wyckoff yeah, wyckoff theory yeah. so wyckoff is a new method uh it's it's not a new method it's a really old method mm-hmm. that has uh that has been in existence for quite quite, a, some, time. quite some time mm. um i uh, richard d wyckoff um was born in uh i th- um around 18 around 1830 or yeah. 1834 like that. Yeah. yes but he started publishing his works at around 1900s yeah yes so um he has been um together with Aaron Elliot he has been with um Dow uh, no not Dow Jones but uh Jesse Livermore mm-hmm. so they are really good friends um Wyckoff was a really good friend of uh, Aaron Elliot and uh Dow jo- uh Jesse, Jesse Livermo mm-hmm. and um, his theory was purely based on the works of Dow Jones. Okay. So Wyckoff theory has a very close correlation with the Dow theory. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um he Can you just briefly describe to people the yes. Wyckoff theory for so those people Wyckoff, who don't know? Yes. So um Wyckoff theory basically covers um accumulations and distributions in the market. Yeah. Every time the market is in a consolidatory phase mm-hmm. um the composite operator or as we call them the smart money yeah they are filling in orders okay. buy and sell orders so they that's why there's an equilibrium in the market mm-hmm. and the market is range bound mm-hmm. so during that range bound market um during that range bound during that range bound market mm-hmm. yes um the market is 
the composite operator is making moves mm-hmm. it's making moves but his moves are so nuanced and subtle in a way that um a normal retail trader will not um be able to catch what's going on within that within that consolidatory phase mm-hmm. but Wyckoff breaks it down breaks down um the consolidatory phase the consolidatory um range market in terms of phases so we have the phase a phase b phase c phase d and e okay so during that process you can get to understand what the ceo is doing and you can see their intent and definitely catch some really good moves in the next markup or in the markdown that is about to come okay so oh, a markup yes. and markdown i think is exactly. a breakout or something a breakout okay. yes okay. so when the market breaks out of the consolidatory uh, phase if we were in an accumulation we'll have a markup after okay. the accumulation if we were in a distribution mm-hmm. we'll have a markdown, markdown yeah. after okay. markdown. the distribution yes okay. so ba- basically by that i mean mm. um, the market consolidates and then drops yeah. after a distribution or the market consolidates and then pushes higher after an after accumulation, an accumulation. Mm. Okay. yes so those are the same principles that dow came up with when he was um uh, when he proposed the dow theory um under the dow theory dow usually suggests that the market has three phases mm-hmm. phases of uh, where the market is in um, accumulation distribution and public participation okay yes so by that dow really means after a very big um, after a very big um downtrend mm-hmm. the market will tend to consolidate at the bottom yeah. before it changes direction and goes to the other side mm-hmm. 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 and after a very bull very strong bull market mm-hmm. yes the market will tend to distribute before it turns and, and heads down, down. Mm-hmm. so most of the time when the public is participating in the market is after the market has dropped mm. and they are the public is seeing the move mm. but at that time the ceo was already in it made some money yes at, at the top of the move or at the at the, at the beginning of the move mm. so by the time the public comes in now the ceo is distributing to them mm-hmm. or the ceo is accumulating mm-hmm. these shares mm-hmm. from the public mm-hmm. yes so basically it's 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 a really important it's a really um good way of analyzing the market because you get to see how the forces of supply and demand play out in yeah. the market okay right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes That's and good um, and also um it's usually v- it works very very um very very good with like long term uh, long term positions long term charts mm-hmm. and it you you get to get to a point where you appreciate the entire move from the bottom all the way up yeah. or from from the top all the way down mm-hmm. because you get to see how these forces of demand and supply play out and even when things change um you will see these um you will see these um these nuanced moves mm-hmm. by the composite operator when he is now releasing or when he's exiting out of his positions okay so it gives you a clear warning on when to enter and when to exit the market okay yes so you mix that now yes. with elliot so i mix <coughs> that with elliot yeah. so whenever i'm not getting a position whenever the market is not positioned um in a good corrective elliotwave pattern yeah. mm-hmm. yes i usually now look at the market from the, the wake of stand okay. yes okay. Okay. And okay. so and now one good thing about wake of theory is mm-hmm. um you can analyze the market in a fractal nature 
So mm. you can go down to the lower time frame and analyze these minor distributions and minor accumulations and mm. get some really nice lower time frame entries which oh. have some really good percentage. Okay. okay. Yes. And yeah. how long have you like been using this strategy? Did you start with it or did you get to a point to change the strategy? No, no, no. I've been building up um, I've been building up my system. Yeah. Basically I started trading, you know, candlesticks like everybody else. Yeah. You start trading candlesticks and then you graduate into chart patterns and then later on now you come into advanced theories such as harmonic patterns and elo twiv yeah. so for me elo twiv made more sense than harmonic patterns and then um later on i s- came across wyckoff and i started looking at his works and what he does and it was very enlightening mm-hmm. so and uh, so i found a way to mix the two the two yes okay. yes okay. make That's them nice. work and and yeah. how does fundamental play out in your in your or you don't look at any fundamental analysis i definitely look i definitely look um i'm big on global macro yeah mm-hmm. so i usually analyze fundamentals in terms of the macro environment especially mm-hmm. when i'm trading currencies and commodities mm-hmm. yeah when i'm trading equities most of the time i have to look at all fundamentals the macro and the micro mm-hmm. but Whenever you're looking at um currencies basically you just need to understand how the global macro space is at mm-hmm. um so by global macro you mean interest rates yeah by uh, global macro I mean you know just the major forces that drive uh, an economy mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. as inflation mm-hmm. interest rates employment and uh, employment data income spending mm. retail sales mm. yeah. factors like that and then now mixing it all to paint the bigger picture right. okay right yeah. yes yes so basically i just focus more on the global macro and then um i go back now to my technicals because as we all know the fundamentals will tell you where the market will go mm-hmm. but the technicals will tell you when yeah. the market will going go. to go and how yes. to position yourself exactly mm-hmm. yes i think that's interesting. a very good interesting story about how you yes. trade in depth yes. yeah so i think for me i think i'll jump in next with uh trading styles and approaches first of all i think it's important to mention how most traders when they begin trading they are like you have like you don't have like you're so lost you like you you there's no structure of how you're doing things you don't have a strategy first so okay as i i think i said this in the last uh podcast there's a strategy and there's a system yes so for mm-hmm. uh for New traders we start with no strategy and of course no system so for me as I started out I think I, was, I started with also c- c- candlesticks mm-hmm. I used moving averages RSI you remember I used Bollinger bands for a while I used uh Monko okay I learned about those indicators but yes. for Ichimoku I think I just used it for a week you see like mm-hmm. you're, you're using this indicator yeah. you throw it the next week yes try another one ah macd mm-hmm. doesn't work <laughs> throw it out mm. hey 200 ema yeah i this uh-huh. is too long term throw it out <laughs> so, yes. like you yeah, like the, uh, before you, you you come down to a solid uh, strategy first you've tried a lot of shit so yes. I, I, and i think that's i think for most traders that's how it is like you you, you try like especially for us who are, who, like who are self taught like mm-hmm. no one yeah definitely uh, no one came and told me like this is, a, this, is a, this is a good strategy use it this way so for me it was uh, like picking picking this one trying it for a week if it doesn't yeah. work ah, another one another one so mm-hmm. i think uh, majorly it was purely technicals 
Mm. I, I didn't focus much on learning fundamentals. Although like I learned about fundamentals like how they work, global macro as you said, interest rates, inflation and employment. Yes. Uh, but for me I think uh my main focus was trying to understand technicals like how will I position myself because uh, as, as I was learning how to trade I, I was also trading, you see. Yes. So like you're putting on position. So majorly it was technical. So I came uh, after after using a couple of of indicators I came down to uh using a, a, at least two indicators and one tool mm-hmm. so I was using uh moving averages uh the moving average cross yeah All right and, uh pivots uh pivot mm-hmm. points and I was using a fibonacci tool mm-hmm. so, yes. yeah so uh, I had like three uh three tools in my arsenal so uh within t- uh, with time of course you continue uh, you use them and you realize this uh the system has a weaknesses and has its weaknesses and its strengths so yes as you try and uh, for me i came down to uh, to realize that for my trading i need uh, to be, uh, to understand that less is more so mm-hmm. i cut down i continued cutting down on on indicators so i removed moving averages i remained with uh, fibo and uh, pivot points so uh-huh. i used those two I, i used those two tools majorly but f- okay for fibonacci I, i think at this point it, it's now subconscious like i know if there's this uh move uh, let's say a bullish move yes i know like subconsciously where a 61.8 can be so i mm-hmm. don't also use that much but it's in my arsenal so major like i came down to cutting down to pivot points and also right. in pivot points so uh i used to trade like pivot points in a wide range of uh like in a wide range of uh a uh, 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 setup so mm-hmm. i had about four setups uh or five Uh, so pivot points basically it's a it's an indicator that shows you uh support and resistance so yes. it shows you strong support support levels and weak support levels and strong resistance levels and mm-hmm. a weak a weak resistance yeah so like i used to have uh a lot of trades using just one tool you see i'm using only one indicator but i'm i'm having different setups so i'd sell let's say at the r3 level i'd sell at the r2 level i'd yes. sell at the uh, i'd buy at the s3 level buy s2 sometimes i'd buy s1 like like i, I didn't have a, a solid structure around that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that uh that's uh, yeah okay that indicator so yeah. mm-hmm. uh with time also i i came down to also cutting down the number of setups in that indicator so so with, uh, with time I, i cut down uh trading uh, s2 and r2 so i was only trading uh, uh the extreme level so s3 is the, is extreme support Mm-hmm. R3 is extreme resistance so yes. I was trading only those two levels and uh there's a setup also I call it the magnet trade so mm-hmm. I think you had Caleb say it mm-hmm. so right. uh, it's a setup I'll talk I, I'll talk about it when we'll be talking about my trading strategy maybe okay yes. it's a, it's a setup that uh maximizes on 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 market uh, okay on markets opening outside fair value so yeah. when markets open I, I think it's imp- like most market participants wants uh to find a fair value before going uh, to uh, uh, to the extreme so yes i maximize on bringing back price to fair value before uh, before any move happens so oh. that that's okay so for me i think i've come down to trading very very specific patterns like i know if this is a setup or not if it's not there i will not be trading it so yes i only have a magnet trades and contrarian trades so contrarian trades are basically the uh buying those s3s and r3s so basically mm-hmm. I'm I'm selling after a, a very huge bullish move. Yeah. Like when guys are now buying more, me I'm coming in as a seller. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when people are, are when, uh, when sellers are, are strong in the markets, I'm coming in as a buyer. So I'm trying to maximize on on pullbacks. Ah. So yeah, those basically like the impulse correction, impulse yeah, correction. Yeah, so Caleb will, Caleb will trade the impulse, me trade, trade the correction. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's basically Good. that. So so uh, for 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 me I have only those two setups. They are very very specific setups. And I think that's why uh I don't have like I don't okay for me I don't think I I analyze markets a lot I react to what happens to levels I watch so mm-hmm. for me I watch levels and these levels I don't plot them they yeah. are they are market generated the dynamic yeah, they keep yeah, moving yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly so, great great so Good that's stuff. it ah oh, cool so so that's Taras's trading style mine now is opposite Taras so but I was I was watching a documentary the other day and they were saying short sellers are very important in the market. So people normally think ah oh, these guys are down to short the market. These guys are the bad guys. But short sellers are very important because they equalize the market. They bring yes. equilibrium. If there's no short sellers things could be going way out of proportion. So mm-hmm. short sell yes. short sellers or people who bad the bottom such people are important for us to go back to equilibrium. But anyway, my approach is more just like Molandi said I started mine with Elliot Wave. So, and as Tara said, just to recoup on what he said, uh, just to add on it, less is more. And it takes time for you to get less is more. It takes a lot of time. And that's yeah. why we s- people spend a lot of time coming to understand how to trade the markets. It takes a lot of time for you to yes. be able to break down all the way down to just taking, like Tara is saying, is br- come down all the way to just looking for maybe one or two setups. That takes a lot of years and experience as well, not just years. You need yes. to be experienced in them. But basically, personally, I started also jumping a lot of stuff like Tara said, parabolic SAR, <laughs> Bollinger Bands. Hey, this is my expand. How, how is it? It's expanding. It's going. Uh-huh. There'll be a trend coming. A uh, trend coming. Uh, <laughs> consolidating. Uh, consolidating. Uh, cool. Wait for a break. Cold market. Cold market. <laughs> <laughs> Those parabolic SAR. Um, I'm not really? saying they don't work. For them people, it works. So Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, don't true, just sit over true. here. You I'm know sure someone I've Bollinger. Never, I've never met a, I swear. I've never <laughs> met a successful trader who uses like parabolic yeah. SAR. Uh, uh, trust me. You'll meet them. You don't have to meet them to know it works. This thing's for some people. Yeah. RSI, Stochastics, MACD. Actually, when you actually when you listen to to chat with traders mm-hmm. yes you guys use those indicators yeah. mm. actually um based on my experience yeah. um in the markets i came to realize um you need to know when a certain indicator is performing at its optimal Market and conditions. when it's not so yeah. you have to know you, li- you really need to understand your markets yeah. you really need to um know if you're in a super cycle trend if mm-hmm. you're in a you know a, a minor a yeah, minor, minor trend, trend. And, mm-hmm. and and if maybe we are in a consolidatory phase so that you know which type of indicators to use exactly especially um for example um most trend following indicators yeah. you know the bollinger bands the moving averages mm-hmm. um the rs no yeah no no not, no, not no, the RSI. size um the moving averages the bollinger bands the the parab- parabolic, parabolic SARs, SAR. yes such indicators usually perform really really well when the market is in a higher time like in a super trend yeah super trend yeah exactly mm-hmm. um let's say we are in a super cycle where yeah. the market has had um the market has like the gold fallen. rally yes. from 1500 yes. especially um there's a time gold was at around 1200 yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. then it started you know mm-hmm. rising then consolidated around 1300 level yeah. and then it broke mm-hmm. so from 
1400 onwards gold, gold was really really trending very fast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at that given point all your moving averages will be working mm-hmm, super yeah. super great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the probably the 21 EMA will be a very good support level for the mm. for that trend yeah mm. for buying um, on pullbacks exactly mm-hmm. and and the the 8 can be like a really good moving average for for you to position your exits mm-hmm. yes yeah. especially once it's broken mm-hmm. right yes so um and then when when the market is at a top when the market reaches like tops and uh, and bottoms mm-hmm. um most indicators that usually like work really really well mm-hmm. are the um we, we call them oscillators mm-hmm. yes yeah, mm-hmm. so the the macd's the rsi's RSI, the, the stochastics yes mm-hmm. those are they work really really well because most of the time people trade them based on divergence mm-hmm. yeah so when the market is like consolidating and we are about to break out of the consolidation that's when you'll start seeing divergence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in elo wave most of the time um these um oscillators usually like give you a very clear divergence mm-hmm. when we are in wave 5 before we start you know Correction. correcting mm-hmm. yeah in the abc corrections okay yeah yeah so it's usually like a very good way to mm-hmm. spot wave fives yeah, exactly around those um divergences yeah and i think yes. what you've talked about i think now that builds it's it's a it's good to know which systems or strategies work during a certain market condition but i think it also creates a disadvantage in that let's say you can you come and start trading the market is trending you come and use those uh moving averages yes and all that you make money let's say the market is moving like that for one year you're making yeah. money you're making so you fixed on this strategy being the ultimate strategy Definitely. so you forget and you, you you're not doing proper research to see how it's been performing yeah. previously yes. so i think it also creates a disadvantage but anyway it takes time for you to understand So like I was saying my approach like I was saying I use Elliott wave basics because I'm a trend follower so I use basics of um Elliott wave analysis because to me that makes sense I don't do like Tara small contrarian looking for the correction so I believe in the market structure following a certain trend and what is a trend so a trend in its fundamental aspect is in its basic concept is basically fundamentals being represented by price action definitely So for example the dollar has been falling what what's the story behind it the story is last year we've been ever since we topped when we started yes. the QE mm-hmm. the pumping the money yeah. since that time so interest rates went low 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 so that's Definitely. the main story behind it so it created yes. a trend which was a downtrend yeah. now that is being reflected in the markets now for me i have to understand that fundamental which is now what i'm learning i've been mainly really deep into technicals but i'm expanding my understanding to understand the fundamental what's driving the market and then come to the technical aspect to look for where to enter the market like what we were saying yes. what pattern is forming because ultimately we'll go let's say we are going down but we'll have corrections along the way so my analysis is to come to look what structure is forming how will i get an entry so i'm normally using elliot wave but also like um Mwalandi said i'm not a full Eliotician. Why? Yes. Because it's very subjective. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Okay? So you totally keep plotting but is it such an advantage also? In Besides it being a disadvantage. I've really thought about it. I feel like most people but this is my idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people say in trading you really have to be objective, but if you're really really creative enough, if you're mm-hmm. really really creative in your pattern recognition, that's mm-hmm. an advantage because you can have very very dynamic entries. 
Mm-hmm. You can have entries where no one can see an entry. Mm-hmm. You can be very creative in how you execute your positions. So I think mm-hmm. if you can perfect that it, if you can perfect that subjectivity, like mm-hmm. you can if you can see a three where no one can see a three, that's an advantage. That's not of a course. disadvantage. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. Uh, true, true. Definitely. But like mm-hmm. I'm saying, to me what's well, I'm not I still use elutive. Okay. I still use like we are doing with John. Yes. I still use it because yes. it's giving me that structure which to me is making sense. Yes. This is a 1 2 3 4 5 wave. Yeah. It's complete. Yes. They're not looking to start buying. Yeah. Yes, guess. definitely. But in terms of subjectivity now I'm trying to balance the two. Yeah. Okay? Because subjective such that you're not fully doing a proper analysis. So you're seeing a wave that's not a wave. Okay. There's that yeah. risk also. That's risk. Yes. So you're seeing this is wave three, but you have you've not gone deep like what you're saying. Now you need to go deep into it. Exactly. Understand, okay. Exactly. How can a wave three form in different ways? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you have to go deep into it because sometimes you'll just say this wave three and you're just seeing your own things. Okay. Definitely. Later on when the market continues progressing, yes. now you're seeing a different wave, different yeah. wave. So you keep changing, changing this. But ultimately deep down I'm using that as my structure and then now i come down now to market structure which is basically now which i just came and created so using elutive as the basis but i'm looking for now those structure for example i'm a trend follower i'm looking for higher highs higher lows patterns market correcting what correction is forming so i've come down to a few patterns that i'm watching like the diagonals uh, yes. the triangles the flags those yes. corrections coming so impulse i'm waiting for a correction that pattern forming in anticipation of an impulse to continue in the yes. direction of the trend and all that so that's basically how i trade i've been starting incorporating i don't use it as much but i'm testing it uh the moving averages because i'm looking at long term trends so mm-hmm. i'm starting to bring back in i had it long time then did away with them but now i just w- i'm observing it i'm not at fully trading in it so these days we understand if you're bringing something new into your system take time to see how it's been performing back then and how it's performing live okay yes. so take time to understand that and know how you're going to approach it so currently that's what i'm watching and basically that's how i approach the market so i keep it nice and simple and price action So whenever I see like daily closes on a pin bar or breaking a key level definitely I'm looking for such patterns a strong breakout like what I was showing you the other day you're looking for a key level to be broken strongly not just slowly like what we keep teaching in my classes when we're approaching a key level how we are approaching it are we yes. coming with momentum or are we decreasing in momentum exactly. yes. if we're decreasing in momentum there's a pattern forming you'll find True. maybe a ending diagonal yeah. comes to that level it's best not to buy that can be a short yeah. So basically that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I won't get deep into it. If you want to learn it, come to Financial Hub. I'll teach you how we do those things. Yeah. So yeah, can. Great. So personally, I'm a jack of all trades, not really, but anyway, I've tried to unlike Caleb Olawi who has specialized in one way, I have incorporated both styles. I do believe market conditions are the most important thing for your trading. So if markets are trending, why should I be a contrarian? If markets are not trending strongly, why shouldn't I bet against the trend? And if markets are extremely overbought or extremely oversold, why shouldn't I try to come in and maximize on that? Personally, what I've done is I've brought back down all the tools that I use to simple tools for trend following and simple setups for betting against the trend. So for betting against the trend, I just use one setup, which is the magnet trade, like Lawi said. So I normally like that setup. It has a very good hit rate, very good risk-reward ratio. I take that setup. Anytime I see it, I'm very, very quick to execute it so I'll just bet against the trend and anytime markets are trending I'll try and use my trend lines I'll try and use supply and demand levels to come in and capitalize on the direction of the trend especially in the commodities markets I think I've realized over time 
if you're trading gold if you're trading oil you could be making grave mistakes if you're trying to bet against the trends in this market but if you're trading currencies you can make some money by betting against the trend i don't think currencies really trend that strongly unlike commodities and like commodities yeah due yeah. to the element of two currencies being compared against each other so it's very mm-hmm. hard for one currency to gain so much weight against the other Definitely. so when i'm trading commodities i will be very keen on betting against the trend but when i'm trading currencies and i find good setups then i'm very very quick to execute and bet against the trend so i think that's a important note yeah. so that's you approach different markets different yeah, ways different exactly way. that's mm-hmm. one of the things and different market conditions also mm-hmm. i also think it's important to factor in fundamentals i've learned that over time for example i think the last bull market you've seen from oil bottoming at zero coming back to 70 from the dow moving from 19000 back to 35000 nasdaq from about 6700 to 14000 these are some of the strongest bull markets you've ever seen mm-hmm. and this is yes. due to the fact of the pumping of money if yeah. you had not thought about the effect of the pumping of money then you could have really been surprised by the strong bull markets mm-hmm. but if you had incorporated that idea into your trading then it would have been easier for you to trade those bull markets and to capitalize on those moves because you understand the reason for the markets moving that strongly so i feel like these are some of the most important things for my trading i perfect all those things we'll go back to risk we'll go back to other things but technically and fundamentally that's what i'm really really focused on when i'm trading so market conditions different markets different setups then i try to just take my risk in some of those markets and to take it well and that's what it. we've all said what do you think about personality mm. with the trading systems Now that's because we've all talked about different approaches. I feel like your yes, your personality yes. will affect will affect one how you how you take risk, how you tackle risk. Well, that's one. Also, I feel like your your personality will lead you to believing in certain things. For example, for for someone like Lawi who bets against the trend, I'm sure he's developed beliefs that support his view that markets work. He does believe that markets work for few people like very mm-hmm. few people are the ones who ultimately make much money. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for him to be among the few people he doesn't have to be in the direction of the trend. He has to be True. in the opposite direction of the trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You get me? Yeah. So I feel like his personality has now made him move into more betting against the trend. Mm-hmm. than betting on the trend but i won't talk about him let me talk about myself yeah. i think it's more important <laughs> so for me <laughs> i do believe that the reason why i use both approaches is because i believe markets the most important thing is for me to fit with markets not to markets to fit with my system so if markets are trending why should i bet against the trend i mm-hmm. should focus on what the markets are doing like mm-hmm. i've really thought about it and i feel like if markets are trending follow the trend if mm-hmm. markets are have trended strongly and you feel like things are about to change mm-hmm. why not bet against the trend True. by the end of the yeah. day what i'm interested in is making money i'm not mm-hmm. interested yes. in this is the best approach or that is the no i'm interested in making money using the least risk possible mm-hmm. and if that's my goal then i feel like being in tune with the markets and flowing with the markets is the most important thing and that's why for me i believe in doing both things yes. and i think the the true test of a trader yeah. is during a bear market true true, If, true and true. i also i was to add on a point that you said mm. that during a bull market you may think that moving averages are the best way to trade 
Mm-hmm. I feel like for you to qualify as a trader you have to trade all cycles of a market. Mm-hmm. A strong yeah, exactly. bull market, a weak bull market, yeah, a strong exactly. bear market, yes. a weak bear market, mm-hmm. a consolidating market. Mm-hmm. If you make money in all these markets you're a good trader. And that's why we give yes. respect to the veterans. Exactly. Trader, if you've you traded for 10, 15 years, I feel yes. like you've seen all these cycles. But if you've just traded a bull market <laughs> you've never traded a bear market yeah. and you think you're a pro and you think you're and a we've pro and you see many of such people on uh, social media exactly yes. that's <laughs> very very wrong very very wrong so that's that's also one yeah. of the most yeah. important things a bear market yeah. is a true test like being able to anticipate a correction coming and you capitalize on it, it capitalize on it that's going totally against uh, the hard and going against human nature yeah, yeah. because human nature the market is showing you we're going up this you have to really dig deep to find Uh, what is going to make this market go in the opposite side yeah. and i think that's where uh, the true test is and i don't know if you've watched our youtube channels you've heard us had us saying boy plunger boy plunger <laughs> so boy plunger. Uh, the boy yes. plunger got the yeah. name from it was it was, it was jesse jesse devamore yeah, yeah. Uh, so i normally yeah. refer to ken as boy plunger sometimes he's very aggressive in a bear market <laughs> and attacks it like a bear yeah so yeah. but yeah that's i think our different approaching styles so What what else what weaknesses well um that's a me, good question what I had I had weaknesses because yeah. you've talked about why we trade that. Yeah. exactly what what, what do you find just to okay, okay. to emphasize more on yeah, the, yeah. on the personality traits no yeah. Problem. Yeah. when it comes to trading yeah um basically i view personality traits when it comes to trading in uh in two in two ways um your trading will be influenced by your your type of temperament yeah mm-hmm. right so we basically have two types of individuals when it comes to temperaments we mm-hmm. have individuals who are hot and the individuals who are cold yeah mm-hmm. so by that i mean um individuals who are hot uh the basically risk aggressive yeah mm-hmm. so such individuals um don't really put much thought in terms of you know taking huge risks or mm-hmm. you know taking any type of risk in the market and then individuals who are cold are people who would like to you know get some confirmation you conservative know people. yes mm-hmm. yeah they're a bit more conservative exactly, in their approach exactly. yeah they yeah. they like to get more confirmation like to maybe um see some confluences before taking you know, a position yeah they can mm-hmm, take a position mm-hmm. That's or, my brother or they can Caleb, expose yeah. themselves mm-hmm. yeah i'll give right? my reasons yeah <laughs> so before they can expose themselves to the market yeah, yeah, yeah. so um both individuals have their own pros and cons yeah right um especially based on where the market is and the current market conditions yeah, yeah. um th- sometimes the market moves really really fast yeah. especially under bear markets yeah. so um the cold individual yes. may suffer so the yes so <laughs> the, the, cold the, individual. the cold individual uh, the, yeah. the one who is a bit more conservative mm. um may miss Some such a move true. right yeah. because you know um uh, they're basically looking for certain markers in the market mm-hmm. before they mm-hmm. expose themselves while um the aggressive risk taker mm. will jump into it yes not will, a, will not just check a few key points um, a, a few key markers uh, based on his trading style and you know just jump in into the trade without giving it much thought yeah mm-hmm. right yes yeah. so um and and also peer sometimes um these guys when they're caught on the wrong side they might you know suffer some really big drawdowns yeah, yeah no, yes yeah, so yeah. everything comes down to how your trading system is yeah and how best you will manage your temperament based on different market cycles and different market conditions mm. yes yeah, yeah 
Yeah, so I cannot believe um, people should really make a deep dive into their psyche and understand yeah, understand you know, themselves. Yeah, your psychology, how how you are wired. Yeah. Because yeah. different people are wired differently. Mm. Um, some people are more, you know, more outward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, some true. people and 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 some are more into. I I need more facts. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. more data mm-hmm. yeah. before you know I can I can make a decision. Mm. All right? Yeah. So I want to make sure when I make a decision it's you know I've I've seen the big picture of of I've countered everything I've you know considered everything and mm-hmm. my my decision is based on you know like a, a series of factors mm. while some other people will be like you know um I know ABCD to be true and that's enough for me to go into the market. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah true, right? True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think it's something we should live and dive deeper like what Taras was saying. So different approaches like we we're talking with Ken the other day. Ken can easily go with intuition. Mm-hmm. Okay? Me I won't come to the market and say I feel like this market has been overbought, there's a correction coming. I like those feelings. If I try to trade those feelings like the weekend does, yeah. I'll find it difficult. Yeah, For definitely. me, I want those 1 2 3 to add up. Okay yes. so this has happened this has happened okay let me take a trade but I've just come in the morning I'm saying ah I think I think okay you see what I I'm think, saying I, I think, think. It's, it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not uh unjustified thought like uh-huh. I'm not attacking Ken yes Ken will come and say he thinks so for him the data is processing in his mind differently than mine yes. so for him it's he's just going through his mind in a different way uh-huh. for me I want to pande ilada to pande to pande to pande we got to a certain level okay can him jumped up but he went through all those processes in his yes. head so he gets yeah. to a conclusion faster than me so it's a justified conclusion mine is a slower approach yes. but i get to it if i trade the first one and try and come and say this feeling i'll take that trade but my psychological level won't be at ease Uh-huh. So I'm protecting my so the psychological risk so I'm protecting my psychological risk by getting a step by step process take my trade. Well well guys on the, on the other on the other hand um I think sometimes uh you know we can take the forex broker killer approach you know <laughs> just <laughs> see the markets see the markets jump to the one minute yeah. and just yeah. go in 100 lots 100 lots and just make a killing <laughs> right? Hey, and yeah. then the other day we had to break money. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Right. So it's a different cash. approach. <laughs> <laughs> huh? You need to go you need, you need one. Yeah. You need to go all in sometimes. You know, just just go all in kufa gari kufa dera. Yeah. Japo uta Julia Mbele. Yes. But I wouldn't advocate for that because I don't do that personally. Yeah. So if you're going to go the forex killer way, that's your style. <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so on 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 systems still. I think I have come to appreciate that trading is about trading data. You see, markets will always move. Markets will always there is no day at on Monday or Tuesday the dollar or the euro will be stopping. Yes. Moves will always be there. Yes. Like so I think if if you are trading let's say uh trend lines will always be there, right? Yes. You open any market you can plot a trend line. Right now open the chart there. Yes, a trend line. Definitely. So, I think I have come to appreciate the fact that you need to trade data and that comes back down to mm-hmm. back testing your strategy. Yeah. So, yes. the moment uh most traders, okay, I think most traders that's where they fail. Mm-hmm. They pick a system from someone or they learn about a system but they don't back test it to see how it has worked over the past 20 years. Like mm-hmm. yes. 
So uh I think back testing of of a system really really creates confidence in like in 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 how you approach that system. Yes. Like now for me I think back, uh, through back testing I am so confident about taking a magnet thread like I will not you second think guess twice, it. Yeah. yeah, I won't think twice. If I see it it's there. If I yes. don't see it it's not there. You see. So Definitely. I know what I'm working with. I know I know what I'm working with. So uh, for magnet thread I've tested it like over over 20 years. Mm. I know I know I know in 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 100 trades 60 trades will be right so that's a good hit rate of about 60 so yes. you're working with knowing this system has has this hit rate yes this setup has this okay this setup has this risk reward like of course like for me I don't think a setup uh, okay for, uh, 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 like a magnet trade there's no day uh, you'll get a magnet trade today has a setup of 1 is to 4 risk reward tomorrow yes. has a setup of 1 is to 2 then one is to six. it's mm-hmm. it's always almost consistent almost uh-huh. one is to two to one is to 2.5 you see right. so like you know exactly like from data you know what you're looking for you know like mm-hmm. you're looking for th- for this risk reward and you and you're looking for this exactly setup so you like and you know like uh, the tech profit tech profit also is always uh fixed like you know uh-huh. you know this this is the place I'll take profit so like you're mm, not yes. guessing it ama yeah. like you're not putting your mind into it you're not even thinking about it you see True. i know like okay just my stop loss maybe i'll i'll try and think about it or like how i'll put it safe uh-huh. uh, on prior high you see but yes it's a system that i've developed it from data not from mm-hmm. what i like my personality yeah, yeah. yeah. so data yeah, data. data like I know this like over 20 years it has yes. worked like this over yes. 300 trades uh-huh. is how it has worked yes and I think now you, you can now forward test that with uh with we now real money and see how it it's it's performing yeah and that Definitely. I think mm, minimizes the fact that trading it's so easy for you to overtrade like if if, yes. if you don't have specific patterns or specific mm-hmm. uh, trades you're watching yeah yeah uh, trend line you'll enter long ten line break you'll enter short you see like yeah. you don't have a, a like a strict way mm-hmm. of approaching market so for me i think i've come to appreciate that i need to have a very very strict system and mm-hmm. not even in terms of personality but in terms of data yeah, yeah. so i think yeah. also having data about your system is important true true yeah. what do you think ken um, i think first of system, all it's, it's, it's important for us to to like distinguish between I feel like people confuse intuition with emotions and yeah that's one of the most dangerous things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Being su- subjective can can render you to certain weaknesses. For example, if you are not aware of certain principles of trading like cutting losses early, like riding your winners, like position sizing in a certain way, <coughs> human nature could send you into being emotional in the markets. Yes. Yeah. And you could end up doing things in a very shoddy way. But if you are an intuitive person, an intuitive person means you've learned how markets work. You know all the sound principles of trading yeah. and you understand how they place you in the markets. Yeah. So basically, <coughs> for example, I, I think it's Howard Marks. I think Howard Marks is one of the very good example of an intuitive trader. Howard Marks in 2008 bought over 60 billion dollars. He put over 60 billion dollars over a period of two weeks in the market. When the markets were going down strongly, he put over 60 billion dollars. Why did he do that? He was so fast to recognize that markets will always come back after such a down move, markets will come back. He never waited for a signal, he never waited for the feds. He was buying aggressively when everyone was selling and in panic. Yes. This is a person who understands how markets work. So for your intuition not to be interfering with your trading, The first yes. thing that you need to do is to understand the sound principles of trading. 
and by that i mean you know like i trade this number of setups i trade in this number this particular style i position size in this particular style and i take my trades in this particular style mm-hmm. and if you follow yes. that process then mm-hmm. you arrive at a certain decision you get mm-hmm. there are certain yeah. people who will tell you i feel like this trade is not right mm-hmm. like i'm in a position it's probably not even it's actually not even moving in us very bad way it's actually moving mm-hmm. to their side yeah but they still feel like i don't feel like this position will work out the way i want or the mm-hmm. way i expect mm-hmm. that person is not guessing if they've mm-hmm. been trading markets for a very long time mm-hmm. yeah that person that's knows that's the key point exactly. you've been trading for some time exactly yeah. you're not Cause guessing because even exactly. if you're using objective data mm-hmm. your personality will still interfere with your trading exactly you can't run yeah. away from that aspect yes. there are certain things that your personality must interfere with your trading mm-hmm. for example if you're trading magnet one person may be objective and say okay i'll risk 0.5 mm-hmm. another person may be objective and say no i'll risk 1% mm-hmm. all these two people have different temperaments mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. yep one person may be emotional after a loser another person may not be emotional and may take up the next trade very easily very okay yeah. that comes back down to your temperament so i think it's so f- it's 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 not even possible for us to throw some things out of the window mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. really have to incorporate them you can't do away with certain things you really yes, have to come yes. to come back down and think about what you're doing because one of the things about being intuitive is you're basically a fast thinker exactly. you can see patterns where no one can see you're mm-hmm. very good at pattern recognition mm-hmm, if yes. you can hone your mind and hone your skill to perfect that perfect for you don't throw away your strength focus mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you get yes mm-hmm. i feel like Actually if you read Jesse Livermore what, most of his trades are quite intuitive. I think people would ask him why are you taking yeah. that trade and he'd tell them I don't know I just feel like this trade will go mm-hmm. to this particular style yeah. and the market would work out like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yeah. the person had understood how markets work. Mark, yeah. He has it in his brain mm-hmm. and now what pops up as an idea is something he can't explain the rational process behind mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but he has a very good idea of where markets will be going. Exactly. And I think that's like, one and one together with experience then you hone it or put it into your subconscious exactly so the subconscious yeah. works like a million times faster, faster than, than conscious you. exactly so yeah. you can't explain it to someone quickly so you just take a trade yeah. but you've gone through that whole process the whole process and that's why i'm saying again i feel like for you to get to that level now you need to trade all market conditions mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need to trade different market cycles mm-hmm. you need to trade like you really need to have a lot of knowledge on how markets work and that will take time that will take yeah. time mm. yeah. that's that's the point now for yeah. you to get to that level that will take time but i also feel like if you if you go through market wizards some of the best traders that i went through yeah i don't feel like you can take a 10 billion position like george soros did yeah with a rational process of thinking okay i'm going to take this yeah, yeah, yeah. To, and if this happens this is what uh, i'm going to do yeah. no yeah. that doesn't yeah. happen often no. that's a person who his brain just calculated he Everything. had that exactly yes. and it was just just taking the position although he had max bot 60 billion you you can't do that from a rational process of just sitting down calculating a b, b c, c d mm-hmm. before you do yeah, that yeah. things mm-hmm. are gone you get so yeah. Yeah. capitalize on your strength but mm-hmm. again there are people who are very good at being systematic mm-hmm. i feel yes. like redalio is one of those people mm-hmm. yeah so he's very systematic he uses yes. systems he follows systems mm-hmm. follows an yeah. approach yes. but i feel like people like ptj those are quite quite intuitive mm-hmm. traders like mm-hmm. the people who have for a very long time believed in following their brains and they trust mind yeah. and one of the things that interferes with trading if you quite intuitive is emotions mm-hmm. so if you t- don't trust yourself it's very hard for you to be intuitive of course because you interfere yeah. now with the, exactly you interfere yes. with the process yes. mm-hmm. if you're emotional after losses you interfere with the process so in out in out exactly yeah. so 
having an objective process which can now be brought into being subjective mm-hmm. is one of the prerequisites for you to trade in a particular style mm-hmm. yeah. so knowing yourself to a certain position to know okay this is how i'm going to be trading this is my system these are my limits and i'm going to stick into these things i'm not going to be emotional that can set you up for great success if you can learn how to do that and do it well yeah i feel like that's the objective for all yeah. of us it's yeah. to make money using the particular system that you're trading trading yeah. is a lot of work you know um and just that's what no. people don't understand and, yeah and yes. di- like everyone is different in trading like yeah. everyone yeah. Everyone. Yes. yeah yeah and that's yeah. why we have different parts you know someone can become <coughs> sorry yeah. uh, mulandi you'll yes. be next mm-hmm. someone can be successful in the next two years and you try yeah. and copy him and you someone else will take 10 years like what yes. was it was michael marcus matishwas matishwas i yeah. keep confusing matishwas took 10 years for him to f- exactly exact peter brand took 5 years like yeah. some people will come 2 years they got it they got it yeah. so different people different journeys yeah. so do yeah. you same moland yes um i was just to add on what ken, ken. just yeah. said um i personally believe it's all about balance mm-hmm. you know, like everything in life You, you you have to find a balance yep. you have to find a balance between yourself and the markets yeah mm. yes what the market is doing doing what the market where the market is at mm-hmm. and how you are as a person because at the end of the day trading is discretionary yeah yes exactly. yeah, that's the point it's very that's discretionary the exactly. that's the point yeah mm. so it's all about you Mm. Yeah. I can give you my system but mm. it won't work with you because exactly. you have a different DNA. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm. So my system works for me mm. but it might not work for the next person. Yeah. Yep. But if the the next person can look at my system and learn from it mm. and then you know just pick one or two one or two things and you know add to mm. their own system whatever they've been working on it makes it easier for them to build a well you know well-rounded system. Yeah. that is efficient in the market. Yep. And I think that's yes. what we do at Financial Hub. We try and teach people different styles. Then go we tell right, them even right. go add on it, go look for your own thing, look for your style. Don't yeah. just trade my own system. That's why I don't believe in signals. Cuz like personally I try to mark 1 2 3 hey, like yes. a challenge sana. Nilikuwa yeah. yeah. na <laughs> 1 2 3 4 5 I tried to yeah. yeah. so hey, I remember last so year. Remember last year when I was trading Nicely just using my trend nini nini yeah, make profits also. 50% yeah. lost all of it because I was like okay now I've reached epitome of my trading style yes let me incorporate taras because at that time also for taras it was working so I'm like let me put some pivot points mm-hmm. my friend <laughs> everything yeah, yeah, to that's that. it. so that's market hopping market hopping is also I mean system hopping system hopping uh, yeah, yeah. someone on 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 the chat with trader said mm. he calls it system drifting mm. so you keep drifting from, from one, one system trade, yeah. Yeah. so you're trading pivot points you're trading uh, elliot waves you're trading ict yeah. ICT. Yes. so if, if you keep changing you'll never know which system works so yes, stay yeah. with your own system of course understand from the very word go that it won't work all the time because yeah. of different market conditions you'll be a trend yes. trader a market can call like 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 um gold gold has been correcting since when since august last, last year, year. Yeah. since that time yeah. we talked we've had a long correction till this year yes. now the trend is starting to pick up we're looking for long term for it to go to new highs but now understand those systems are changing but stick with your system that's why we keep saying stick with it now do that test like what Taras was saying in different market conditions yeah. and understand it so if i find anyone who comes to me and says eh kalimega like i think i've talked about this before many times i have a thousand dollars a hundred g's I tripled it or took it to 1 million. 
this guy has only been trading three months. Yeah. You just know this guy. Th- okay, it's not that I'm being pessimistic to this guy. I won't discourage him. But you know definitely all that money will go back into the markets. And <laughs> <laughs> guarantee yes. it will go back to the markets. Yeah. And you'll be back to square one. We've seen it happening a lot. So yeah. yeah. So I touched on something. Weaknesses. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay. Weaknesses. Weaknesses on the trading systems. Because as much as we've talked for the strengths, I'm sure weaknesses. I think we can start with mine. Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with your weaknesses? <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my main weaknesses in trading, my style, my system. So, I have my approach. Like I said, it's a trend trading system. Yes. Okay. So, I'll be very, I'll also be watching for the correction. So, just because I'm a trend trader doesn't mean I won't look out. I look at the corrections, try and analyze them. So, what normally happens, I tend to underestimate trends and overestimate corrections. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All so right. the trend is your friend till it breaks. Yes. But sometimes it gets to a certain key level. You're like, ah, this level, I think it won't break. Let me yeah. come out of this trade. Yeah. So what happens there? The trend is very strong. It ends up continuing to go. And normally when I enter into a correction, I end up taking it like I'm waiting for 61.8% correction all the way. This yeah. market just goes kidogo. The trend is very strong. Remember, the trend is where like there's a lot of money moving it in that direction okay? yes ultimately in the long term yes uh-huh. in between kunezakwana a lot of people taking profits and a lot of short sellers coming in and it will sort of change the direction but ultimately there's a lot of strength so that's why the corrections don't go really deep okay yeah. they can but sometimes it can either be a sideways correction or just a steep slow correction to the downside so sometimes you can overestimate it saying ah no 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 we're going to go down we're going to go down and you end up missing a whole trend entry for the market to continue going back up so i yeah. think that was one and then i think last year i really struggled with trying to catch a top so i have a a, a rule i i created it later on i think this year So I never try to stop the charging bull and I never try to catch a falling knife. Yeah. Basically what I mean charging bull the market is moving up. I'm not trying to look for that top. Okay? Yes. The market is falling. The falling knife. I'm not trying to catch a falling knife. It's moving so fast. Yeah. I'm trying to buy, I'm trying to buy Okuchini, it just keeps pushing, keeps pushing. Going down I'm down. trying to catch a top. I think even we've all struggled with that with our tradings. So I think those are one of my trading weaknesses. And sometimes uh, doubting my analysis. Like what we're talking about, I'm quite analytical step by step, step by step. Yes. So sometimes you can also get to a process uh Where analysis leads to paralysis. Exactly. <laughs> You've analyzed too much. Now you have different scenarios you're wondering. Okay. Yeah. Now which one will I take? So like Ataras is asking how am I working on how am I how am I working on the worst weaknesses? On the weaknesses like for example I have like a trade you've had me and Molandi do Elliotwave. Yes. So let's say I want to trade a correction. Okay. You see the first impulse I won't try catch that top. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll wait for a correction of that impulse. I'll be waiting for an ABC. It's sort of like the one that came on oil. It's just that I became a cuckoo and came out of it. But it was <laughs> a good... <laughs> <laughs> I became sort of... I doubted my analysis. That's what, what I was saying. Yeah. One of my weaknesses is doubting. So I took yeah. that trade. A very good trade. Markets just started going that? against me. It was a certain shot I'd taken. When? Uh, this year. 
Ah, this year. Oh, yeah. uh, this year. I remember, uh-huh. I remember that trade. That trade, it was market <laughs> fell. I made over five hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So market reached that top correction. First one didn't catch it. Analyze that correction. It was a good diagonal uh, correction. Uh-huh. Market started going down. I took a trade. Then suddenly went up. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I chickened out. Came out of that trade. That's what I was saying. Kuku in Kiswahili. Chickened out. Market fell down, bro. About five hundred. <coughs> That's when you're saying you made five hundred dollars. Yeah. You can. It's yeah. done. You were out. Yes. Don was out and was in at first, and I had yeah. a heavy position. Yep. It was a heavy. Yeah. I would also yeah. have minted six hundred plus dollars. Anyway. So like Taro, what you're saying. That's one of my approach of uh, the. Contrarian, so I never look to catch that top. I'll trade the correction of that top. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, but I don't participate much in corrections, so I try and avoid those ones. Doubting my analysis, I'm doing a lot. Like what Taras was saying, you'll get a lot of confidence if you do back testing and seeing what trades work with your system. So doing that is helping to add up. So let me not talk much. Those are my weaknesses. Uh-huh. You guys. All right. Um, I think I'll go next. Um, for me, I think I just have like one major weakness. Which um, lately I've been able to um, work on get it. over it. Yes. So um, one of my biggest weaknesses has been um, I'm a perfectionist. So mm-hmm. I I always want to make sure that um, my setups are ideal. Yeah. Right. So um, I only trade the market when the setup is textbook it's ideal okay you know it's it's perfect yeah okay so if the mm. market has any nuances i basically miss a trade um like as as what happened to me um, EuroUSD. yeah on euro usd mm. yes so um it's a it's a blessing and a curse i think that's that's not yeah bad exactly yeah. so don't need the, to catch the, the, all moves the downside the of it mm. is that um sometimes i miss some really good moves Right, but um, the but upside if you missed is it, it wasn't your move exactly. But when <laughs> I get true. when yeah. I get the moves, I mm. get really nice moves that don't give me pressure. Exactly. exactly. Yes, yeah. they just they move. just move and you know like they the next candle you're into you're, you're in the money and yeah. you know yeah. it just keeps going yeah. your way. And those are good so, trades. The like, trades yes. that you enter in, like exactly. they don't disturb you. They just yes. go smoothly into profit. Yeah, yeah. That's a good so trade. Yeah. It helps you to you know minimize the trade. But you have a gold trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, but on the other hand, on the other hand, also, uh, it might put you in a position where um, a, an entire month can go without you catching a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I yeah. have a similar problem. Yes. With, with so, so with that, it some it can put pressure. It can put pressure on you, especially when you know um, you you're answering to investors, and um, you know you need to. Risk you of know, falling short. Yes, definitely. You need to, you know, post some results. Months, yeah. You know, by the end of the month, or you know, there are Quarter. some expectations from your from your investors. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've I've found a way to to work on it in terms of, um. I dissect the nuances and analyze how valid they are. Um, is the market just trying to shake people out before you know it goes, or um, do we have like some you know. Um, manipulations here and there. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. once once you just analyze the market and you get to understand where your invalidation levels are, 
it makes it easy for you to catch the move yeah true yeah. true mm-hmm. true yeah so yeah. so that so you've overcome it now yeah so you yeah. have no weaknesses no no <laughs> so so right now basically i can say um yeah. i've worked on a lot of you know of my weaknesses Your you know demons. Like hesitation call them demons yes exactly mm-hmm. you know hesitating before you take a trade um over analysis or but um with experience you get to you know the more data you gather yeah, yeah, yeah true, true, the better true. you become at you know the overcoming confidence. these challenges yeah. that you experiences yeah. you experience yeah and and another also important thing that i've been battling with a lot is you know just understanding my psychology mm-hmm. you know and 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 being able to um being able to maneuver myself in the market based on you know how i'm wired oh yeah true yeah. true yeah so i think i have a similar problem with you john on The fact that um I cut down on a lot I'm trading only one setup and uh, only one indicator and only two setups uh it limits me on 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 maximizing on on normal market moves you see yes if there's no magnet uh in a week that means I'll have less trades mm-hmm. like at least this week there are a couple of magnets so I got like three of them mm-hmm. and yes. all, all of them are good so the fact that uh, a month can go markets are opening at fair value no really uh a magnets coming into the market so you'll mm-hmm. find that you're having like one trade a week yeah. you see so it's uh at the end of it all and i'm also very uh i i risk less so so you find that you have like two trades or three trades a month with about 1% risk you see so yes. you only have like about uh 3% 4% a month which yes. is you see, it's not bad but it yeah. you can do better But Definitely. at least yeah for me it's as you said it's it's a, it's a good thing but still a bad thing but yeah. I think it's a good thing cuz uh I don't need to catch all market moves Plus, mm-hmm. uh yes. at least when they uh, when I find my opportunities I'm very confident to take them I don't second guess myself I don't okay when when markets uh cut me out on, on my stop loss um, yeah. I don't feel like the fact that I'm working with data I know that yes. in the long run in 100 trades I'm not focusing on one or two trades in 100 trades or in 200 trades my graph will be positive yeah, yeah so i think yeah. uh yeah, i think the fact that i trade uh only few setups and few and few uh and okay also just one indicator and few setups makes mm. me miss uh on most other market opportunities yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's a good thing yeah definitely Can weaknesses of course you have They've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, so for me I think one of the most one of the things that I've struggled with the most is one is like if I if I lost money initially I'd not gotten used to like losing money. I think I started trading and trading picked up really well for me. So I'd not really struggled with losing money for a very long time initially when I started trading. Like I never started and like most people I never started by going downhill. I started by going up then I started going downhill. Mm-hmm. So when you start losing money you have to like come back to terms with understanding that okay you'll be wrong in certain markets you will have different positions working for you some not working for you so i really struggled with the fact of after i lost money i felt really bad and that sent me off to a very bad place so now that interfered with my intuition so now i've have i've taken time to adapt to learning that losing is a natural part of trading and mm-hmm. if you lose it doesn't mean you made a mistake So I, for a very long time I'd confuse the two I'd confuse a loss to a mistake mm-hmm. rather than a loss to just the process of trading so I think I've lost money I've made a mistake 
So did that make you start trying changing your approach? Exactly. So I'd move from trying to do this now yeah. to or the next time I set up would appear that looks like the same setup that I had initially. Mm. I'd hesitate to take it and it okay. would affect me in certain ways. So that is one of the things that I've learned now to be at peace with. So I lose money, I'm okay with that. I just go into the next trade. As long as the trade adhered to a process. Mm. So that's one. And the second one which I think also affected me was being quite aggressive and I was trading also very volatile markets. Mm-hmm. So I take very big risks and when you take very big risks it interferes with your psychology also because as much as a position may be good you may not manage it in a very very good way because mm. you yeah. have risk on in the market Too so I have risk. yeah I've had to cut down my risk and come back down to trading at a very very conservative level which is now quite working quite well for me. So I think those are two of the most Those are some of the demons that I've had to struggle with the most and I think for now I don't I don't see like I think losing is just normal in trading like you'll have losing weeks you'll have losing months you'll even have losing years at times that's normal if you're a trader but you'll also have the winning years the winning months and the winning trades like you you really have to capitalize on those also and so I've come back to the conclusion that for trading you have to balance two forces aggression and defense if you can't master mm-hmm. those two forces it's very hard for you to make money in this environment like so no one to be aggressive no one to, to be defensive exactly yeah. so no one to yeah. sit on cash no one to stay out of the yeah. market mm-hmm. and at the same time no one to go for the jugular like sort of jugular things. yeah so make no one to see when you see a falling knife just jump, jump in, into bro. it yeah. man yeah, don't just go in man yeah, don't leave just it man don't go leave all in it. <laughs> <laughs> jump in yeah because i remember like the the, the gold trade that i made what a thousand dollars that was one of the that was a short or a long a, lo- a short trade i think that was one of the trades which i think i'd really prepared for it i'd, I'd thought hard about where to ex- enter how to add where mm. and everything yeah, worked through out that like mental process. exactly and again that's another thing that yeah. i had not learned like initially I'd, for me from my style of, tra- of trading i think i really have to mentally rehearse I'll trade market. exactly i also believe the same i have to really be prepared to know like if this market goes to this level this is my reaction if it goes to this level this is my reaction mm-hmm. if it comes so you're not here, reactive i'm not reactive like i've yeah. already pre-planned everything anytime yes. i try trading without planning i end up doing very very bad like if i start mm-hmm. a monday without doing my pre analysis on wednesday you won't yes, perform well. i won't yeah. perform well so i think oh, that's also on, on during the weekend during the weekend so that's also some of one of the most important yeah. things i think yeah, yeah. i, I think, can just say yeah that prepares you that mm-hmm. preparation and yep. a lot of people on market wizards talk about it that mental rehearsal like they knew how they're going to trade tackle, this exactly. tackle yes, if yes. it goes up to this, this level yeah. i'll take some profits off if it goes down if it goes against me you don't just come out yeah. because the market is going against you yes. yep. yeah. wait for it to break like what moland was saying break yeah. certain barriers yeah. it's it's negating going against your f- uh, initial hypothesis of the market yep. yes so mm, i agree with you yeah totally yeah. i have many questions so uh, one i think we've talked a lot about uh, the technical part of yeah. the system exactly yeah. i feel like yeah. we should yeah. jump you know, into risk or yeah, something risk or psychology yeah i feel like risk is quite important and to start on risk by the i've noticed there's a tendency even here like yeah. everyone is so drawn to thinking about where the markets will go which system is right which hit yeah. rate is right but very few people are focused on if i have 10000 usd how yes. should i position size to ensure i make the most ah, money uh-huh. and avoid losing money like mm-hmm. you really have to think hard about those two questions how yeah. do i maximize on my wins and minimize on my losses mm-hmm. that comes back down to money management mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. people understand that concept deeply very, very few very, few. Yes. very especially in the retail sector position size 
<laughs> like literally they come to class <laughs> yeah. they and, don't know what a lot you, is i think it's like deep it's deep there's a whole book on it like don't you reading yeah, yeah the, the one a, for the big book the the van tap the van tap book just definitive ah, yeah. definitive yeah. yeah. van tap's work yeah. is really good very good yeah, yeah. yeah that nigga can make you think he don't know what to say yeah nigga anyway so i feel like we should start on like i feel like risk 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 yeah. global risk manager yeah we should start with a global <laughs> risk manager what are your philosophies on risk philosophies on risk yeah ah, okay ah, sorry sorry and what Tyler. risks are there in the market ah okay one i think risk is a uh, is is very very diverse and it needs a uh, it's its own podcast so for today we're just going to talk about that's true that's true like yeah. risk and how you uh, uh, like how we personally approach risk in markets so yeah for me i think risk uh understanding risk has come from me, not not majorly learning but from beatings from the markets blowing accounts yeah, yeah blowing yeah. accounts like, <laughs> wow. I think you're so good it's called grandiosity <laughs> <laughs> love grandiosity love grandiosity. Yeah, love grandiosity so uh and this i was not a beginner this was last year i blew an account last year mm. which uh-huh. happens you can become a pro and yeah, still yeah. blow accounts definitely mm. Mm. yeah so, i traded so well i was up about 900% mm. generally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh it was an oil trade one oil trade okay i had like three what positions what took you up i remember we were trading together yeah, gold gold yeah the gold rally was massive, massive yeah, yeah 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 made about 400% on gold <laughs> some some also also <laughs> grandiose yeah, yeah, yeah also that time i was i was maximizing on 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 I think I was trading with EGM and they had an issue with their Oh, oh I yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was sort like, of arbitrage. Yeah, 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 yeah. like <laughs> they are, the price the MT4 was 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 was, was slower slower. by about 2 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So me I'd see data on trading view is ahead. There is ahead and on on MT4 it's back by about 2 minutes. Uh-huh. And it happened for for about an hour. Mm. In about an hour I maximize I made about <laughs> so 200%. So like <laughs> you can see gold here is let's say uh 1896. Uh-huh. On, M- on MT4 it's 1894. So I'll buy from 1894 knowing it has to touch 1896. Yes. So I'll maximize on those 30 pips. Yes. And I did that like quick 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 for about so all was, working working working. Yeah, all working <laughs> like sure bets. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Yeah so like after a while they 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 sorted the, the technical issue. Uh-huh. Yeah then markets came back to normal. So yeah. I think that time I was my, my, like I was my account was hot flaming hot. So mm. uh I became grandiose like I thought now I'm the king of the markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I entered an oil and uh I, I entered oil. I remember it was an oil trade. First first mm-hmm. of all I was right on that trade. I, mm-hmm. I entered short. Mm-hmm. And I was using pivots. So and I th- and I think this is also another reason I continued uh fine tuning my pivots. Like uh at, okay I was trading at around the the, the, the central pivot level mm-hmm. which is a very dangerous level can can attest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so at that point when markets break below the central pivot I'll tend to be short. When markets break above the uh, the, the central pivot uh, to the upside I'll tend to be long. Mm-hmm. So markets bre- uh, broke st- Uh, at the downside broke p with a very strong b- bearish candle mm. entered short yeah after a while there was some news coming out on oil i think it was mm-hmm. trump talking about the russia and uh, russia and uh, saudi arabia thing yeah okay so uh markets j- j- then jumped uh back above the central pivot mm-hmm. yeah so i i cut my my short position i entered uh-huh. long so i cut like two two short positions and i entered four four positions on long. Yeah, on shorts long. now yeah. I, oh. yeah on long on long, no, on long. Bought four now i bought yeah so 
because I think it was about uh, 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 production cuts. So mm-hmm. me and you, I, I, yeah, there were a lot yeah. of talks oh, that yeah. time yeah, on yeah, production, yeah. production yeah. cuts or something. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, if this news comes out as 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 as, as positive, mm. you yeah, like if, if if production cuts happen, I'll I'll buy oil. Yeah. So I I changed my idea, bought oil. Mm. Now I had my stop losses right, but now again I said, ah, no, the news, man. Uh, so, so let me remove these stop losses and let add them later. Yeah, let me, uh, let the <laughs> spike spike yeah, happen. Let, let the madness go. Then I I'll put now stop loss. I'll put my stops <laughs> back. It started. The madness, madness started there. So <laughs> it was on a Friday. Mm. So <laughs> on Monday, markets opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was expecting. Uh, and that Monday, remember, it was 4:20. Uh, That's no. the date. That Monday. No. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Yeah, oh, like still, okay, okay. Yeah, not yet. Uh-huh. So this is the main week now. The doom now happened on Friday. So, so Friday was now for 20. No. That Friday. No. no. Monday. No, no. It was a oh, Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't actually, actually, yeah, the other Monday. So a, yeah. I like I held these trades for mm-hmm. f- not for that week. You see, yeah, before okay. oil dumped to zero. It was yeah. now the, the, the week. You held those before. positions for a whole week. Yeah, for a whole week. So on Friday when I saw the positions, it was after a week. Now continue it was from last so Friday now. Continue the story Friday. so that they can know pop scheme and so okay. the <laughs> <that their> money. <laughs> so so yeah. Uh I had like about four positions all okay they were not heavy positions but uh-huh. the fact that I didn't have a stop loss made them heavy positions. <laughs> <laughs> true true true. Yeah cuz imagine like oil dropped about 800 points. Yeah. That was yeah, on four positions that was uh, massive yeah. yeah. So I think uh on Monday now uh I'm waiting for markets now to come back at least to break the new pivots because uh, new pivots are have plotted. Yeah. Before before you go to my pups cannot come to your house, yeah? No. No, we were leaving work. You're yeah, leaving work. Yeah. The time you saw his positions. Mm. No. No madness in hands on Monday sasa. Eh, bado ajafika. Oh, bado. Okay. Not even had the meeting with Gitosh yet. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so on monday now so hey hope him answer that time i think we were trading from the house yeah yeah, yeah it, was COVID, it was covid it was covid yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so on the house yeah mm-hmm. so on monday they are holding four positions on oil so i'm trying for markets to just come back okay cuz markets <laughs> on friday closed below my like my original stop loss you see uh-huh. oh, so the original. I was, yeah i was waiting for markets to at least just come back up then i put my stop loss below this new <laughs> low you see yeah Yeah. yeah, markets never came. <laughs> <up>. It <laughs> went Peteru down. Yes, it went <laughs> down. Now hope. You know a lost trap, bro. Uh-huh. Never been in a lost trap. Yeah. Like I have, like, I have, I have, have experience in that. You can't cut it. Hey, lost trap, bro. That shit is mentally and psychologically <laughs> depressing. And it's such a vicious cycle. Eh, 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 bro, like you see $100 you see you, you think it's a lot yeah. <laughs> you think it's a lot you can't cut it becomes <laughs> 200 now hey <laughs> <laughs> that account i think it was about 800 or $700 at that time uh-huh so i see $100 i'm say i'm like ah it's still monday it'll come it'll come back up that was just news and stuff then yeah. oil had dropped to an uh, uh, $18 low so for me I was confident that now there Maybe like the bulls is, are now coming. This is an all-time yeah. low. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that 18 will be an all-time low. <laughs> I'm confident being bullish now. Eh, bro, like 200. And, and you started loss. buying where? what price when you were buying? 27. Okay. I cut so it at 18. Down to 18. Uh-huh. Remember it was about 1000 pip loss. Uh-huh. Yeah, so 200 dollar loss. 
like you want to cut it but your mind can't allow like you can't <laughs> yeah. it's about just pressing close but you can't do it bro you're paralyzed mm. paralyzed exactly like yeah. your mind is out hope, hope. <laughs> like mm. now you're hoping hey and then there's there's, 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 there's really that part of your brain that tells you <laughs> You know like I, if if I cut it now it will turn exactly does that exactly it does that it turns it does that you just cut it it turns dola kukutia bana like nikama wameku pressure until asa basi surrender this surrender it happened before because the time you do it is it why did they come out now this time you like the same thing the same thing happened to me on gold mm the same thing yeah bro uh-huh. let me finish my story first <laughs> so on monday tuesday wednesday thursday i think we had ah, it was on friday we had a meeting with gitosh mm. so we, I, we we had to come to the office so on monday to friday i have not met my boys mm. so they don't know madness going and on and then you know when you when you're losing yeah, money you don't talk to people that's the bad thing about you you know i'm losing i'm losing okay make dollar see you Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so on Friday, hey. Atoe meeting ya Gitosha Kiliango iko hapo. Hey, so I remember when Gitosha's office. Yeah, yeah, when Gitosha's office. So after the meeting, I, I went to get to my house. <laughs> hey, actually I hadn't seen like the laptop the whole day. Like I sikwani me. So, hey, tukafungua lapi. Immediately like the first thing to opening was MetaTrader. So, hey, Ken sees you negative 700. Hey. It's like hey Taras is this a demo <laughs> <laughs> demo account <laughs> I'm like nigga no this is my account <laughs> so hey me for me you only look at me as yes man Savia because actually like when I was going to the meeting it was about negative okay I was I, I was left with about 250 300 dollars uh-huh remaining yeah so like was about I was down about uh, 70% So hey coming coming back uh, down uh, at uh, at the house I was down about it was about 90 90% then Ken that, Ken now is also because ah asa easy easy figure 10 is not telling me at is or 10 dollars hey, imagine i still have those trades yeah, so Ken is telling me now ah easy figure 10 you know, the situation is so bad <laughs> <laughs> like you're giving him more food like, you know, you know, like, me 200 dollars <laughs> You could have sent me $200. I'm telling you, just hope this thing will come back. Honestly, but the guy is joining me on hoping. He's joining me on hoping. It's now like, ah, bro, we are 18. Oil can't go back below 10. Seriously, oil has come from 65 dollars a barrel. We're not trading at 18 in a space of less than 7. And this is all time lows. Yeah, who thinks it will go to 10? And then, like which rational trader? None. None. You know, you know like um we usually have this saying that You know commodities can never go to zero. intrinsic value, yeah. you know? Like mm. yeah, it can go to zero, right? Exactly. Yeah. So after 10 10 dollars huh? hoping you're still hoping at so, 10 dollars. Uh, no, no. By, 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 by the time I was, was getting home at his house, the account was gone. That was mm. on Monday. No, now uh, that was Friday. It, it account blew, yeah. gone. Now Monday. Gone on Friday. Monday Monday we're still yeah, open. Because I remember. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. out of the market. On oh, Friday out out. So on Monday actually the Monday, market Monday went to zero. Now. Yeah, cuz me remember trying to buy. This nigga kwanza pionge uliwa. Eh no. Hey, I want to negative. Yeah. If you bought you don't kill them. How? Market Me says me toka I mean gold profit. I made money. I'm like ah but nenaku 
kill this oil one. Tara is out at a meaning here. I'm pressing pressing so now the brokers had closed trading. Yeah. So you uh, couldn't oil trade market. oil market. Yeah, yes. yeah there was no volume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they're closing the heavy sellers no one is buying. I think it just around the world too. Yeah. So that thing went to negative 38. Yeah. Yeah, yeah negative. negative story. So you're being paid by oil producers to take their oil because yeah, but I have a lesson. I have a story <laughs> to tell my kids. Yeah, oil went to zero. Actually that is <laughs> that lost is, that account. That is that, that is a that is an event that will happen just once in a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that one we, yeah, we won't see it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, now oil is back to what? 76. Exactly. Yeah. Within yeah. one year. Just pure so madness. Not a whole yeah, it's, it's one year now. It's one year, imagine. It's crazy this market. What at that point just point before you yeah. continue just a point what people normally think cannot happen makes it possible to happen exactly yeah. the yes. fact that people believed it couldn't go to zero made it possible yeah, for it to, to go, go to zero, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely in the same way like no one believed bitcoin would go to 60k till 100k you see mm-hmm. yeah. trust me it will because mm-hmm. hey, it will it will at 20k hey, 30k seemed so, so far exactly. 30k i no no it can't get to 30 it will dump from 20 Yeah. 30 kafika 40 50 hey. <laughs> You know that's that's the downside of experience in trading, yeah? Because yeah. if you have experience in mm. theory it, it looks like very good, but practically mm. your experience limits you. Because yeah. if you're thinking about the oil story, mm. anyone who had experience thought this was a buy position. Exactly. Like you were trying to buy, he was mm. trying to buy. Yeah. Everyone was trying to buy, mm. but oil went back to zero. Mm-hmm. The people who are selling are the people who don't even know how to trade. <laughs> which rational trader can sell oil after it has gone from 60? But Goldman, Goldman are on that position they took until 10. At 10 dollars. Yeah. At 10 dollars, 10 dollars, yeah. Goldman took profit at 10 dollars. They made about zero. 2 billion. But Someone zero. just watch him to zero. <laughs> zero. Uh, <laughs> to zero now, to zero now. You know, you know I, I, I basically what really happened is mm. um there was so much panic selling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then now the the CEOs, the the smart money, you know yeah. the big banks. These guys um they can't have their own levels mm. because um it's also beneficial to you know to OPEC. Mm-hmm. You know if oil is is so cheap and then now they can mark it up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, true. Yes, because people are buying futures Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that mm. the most people are expiring over certain futures. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, yeah. true, true. So the futures markets is what like caused oil to like drop really really fast mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to take it back up. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was kind of Definitely. game yes. or something. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. So they were just like taking advantage of how um those like this frenzy in the market and everybody exactly. was like you know um Talking, uh, panicking COVID, and, 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 and you know, like yes, yeah. and then you know the dem- demand is very low. There are lockdowns everywhere. Yeah. People are not using the, cars. They are not cutting down, down production yeah, heavily. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of oil. Yeah, yeah. Too definitely. much supply, low demand. Exactly. Zero yeah. was the target. Yes. So like, what did you learn from your experience? Hey, that was the most important yeah, thing. Like, I yeah. was already like a, a, a developed trader. Like mm, I, yeah. did, I knew how to trade. You yeah, see. Yeah. Yes. But one grave mistake took me out of business. Yeah. See, yeah. So from that point I think I went back to like now you see after blowing an account you reflect you see uh-huh. mm-hmm. like what like what yeah. what are you like what was the reason for this like I think that's a what quality weakness. of a good trader yeah being able to reflect honestly yeah yeah honestly so yes. I realized one it was it was it was all it all boiled down to poor risk management you see like 
okay risk management is what led me to that psychological trap exactly yes. yeah exactly See, yes it's not that i if it, if it was that a $10 loss I, i'd got it yeah. it was a $100 yeah. loss so you yeah. were struggling yeah. already to cut it yeah you see so risk fucks up your psychology so yes. the moment you can handle your risk yeah. you can handle your psychology so uh, from that point i think i went now back to the drawing board to trying to understand risk deeply deeply and i think that's where now we met hard marks yeah so, oh yeah and risk yeah, yeah. yeah and risk so like on my yeah. research on risk i i was yeah. just reading a lot on risk and and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's now when you became risk manager yeah head of risk manager <laughs> <laughs> so After that blood hey, yeah. like, i just hey, just came and told kina caleb hey caleb you know now he's warning us with our accounts yeah Did it's all care? about <laughs> risk chiki <laughs> risk true you can take care like you can be a very very good trader my hit rate my hit rate was so good about 60% yeah like good good uh, risk reward ratio yeah. about 1.9 1.8 mm-hmm. but just one one thing fucks up your whole Makes trading two, you see yeah. Mm. Yeah. and you can't come and say i'm a good trader when you have a blowout True. you have to work on that so True. i think what working on are working on 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 now understanding risk uh became a very very like fulfilling like it just opened my eyes that yes you can't be a successful trader without understanding risk so yeah. i put all my focus on trying to understand risk. what is risk like how is risk deployed in markets mm-hmm. how do i like how do i personally approach risk per trade per per, per account you see per, like yes. so it it it's now like made me more of a, like of a risk researcher and uh-huh. we met Howard Marks and he taught us a lot about risk yeah a lot a lot yeah like what is risk like what and like what how many different types of risks did you talk about how many yeah, about 18 and he 18, said damn yeah. acha in nje the others left eh? yeah <laughs> yeah so like the fact that the fact that I, i came to understand like it's not just about <clears throat> saying i i i take 1% risk per trade yes There are brothers and sisters to those to that risk. <laughs> yes. Psychological risk, yeah, fundamental yeah. risk, mm-hmm. risk of falling short. You have mm-hmm. investors, it's date 28. Yes. Profit. March. Ulisema 10%. What I measure? 10%. <laughs> yes. You are down 2%. 10% yes. <laughs> and you're down 2%, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. True. only 2%. Yeah, you're down yeah. 2%. That pressure from investors from yeah. yourself, you have to pay rent. Nini? You have mm, office exactly. rent to pay. Yes, you have bills. Employees, what you see? Yeah. My friend <laughs> that buy sell button it acquire your friend for so long <laughs> so true. yeah like the, true, true, true. you need to understand that risk risk uh risk builds up to a lot of things in trading you see yeah. the fact that okay you have you have a negative system that's risky it it can't make money yes. so you have to go back to work for the system then come back uh, work on risk work on risk mm. yeah uh concentration risk someone who only trades uh one pair or someone who only trades like uh, one market When yeah. that market is not moving that nigga can uh, that person sorry <laughs> that person can easily underperform yeah so underperformance risk uh, underperformance risk yeah. yeah like so yeah coming down to understand that eh, 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 so there's a lot of risks i need to control before yes i like i, I can have a, a, a consistent trading system yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and i think yeah. the fact that i came to understand all those types of risks how to like how to face them how to mm-hmm. control them yes. how to mitigate them uh really helped me now to have a stable system because uh, now I, i think i'm i'm very very strict on risk uh very objective like i don't need to like i don't need to like i don't need to force it to uh 
a month for it to be profitable you see yeah. a, like an, a losing month is is a good month as long yes. as you're losing within the risk limits mm. yeah. like, like you're not yes. losing 20 30% of your account yeah. Yeah. if you're losing 2 3 that's good that is so good yeah. Yeah. so like Club. i've come to understand that it's not it's, it, okay trading is about making money but trading is majorly about managing risk yeah actually trading is more about not losing money Yeah yeah exactly about yeah. not losing money mm-hmm. exactly yeah. cuz the moment you, you like you yeah. lose and risk risk comes down Wait, to what do you mean like at the end of the day yeah you'd rather have like um a month that you at break even yeah that risk of protected ruin. the downside because I'm a very big fan of Paul Tudor Jones and mm-hmm. he always states that every trade he takes he always considers it as a losing trade first mm-hmm. yeah. that's true before that's he true. wins yeah so yeah, he's always looking out for the downside before he looks at the upside, upside yeah, yeah yeah but most of usually like do the opposite they look at the upside rather than looking at the downside yeah yeah so you should always cover your back watch your back first mm. and then now you'll open yeah, yourself for possibilities of making yeah. money okay. because if you protect yourself first you may have like three or four losing trades uh, i've i've had a situation where i've had like i think like a nine or 10 losing streak yeah consecutive yes consecutive losses that can happen 10 no, trades it happens, lose, it happens. Lose, right? many lose. people don't think yeah, about it exactly 10 mm-hmm. trades all all of them negative and, and they then, were all systematic trades yes exactly mm. but now because my system has like really good risk risk to reward ratios mm. so i get one trade takes me up 15% mm. and All these 10 trades took me down 10%. Oh, yeah. You so you, you, you no? have risked so 1 to 15. Yeah. So Serious? eventually I closed the month up 5%. Yeah. See, because of just one, one trade. One trade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh risk management. Yeah, risk management is very key. Yeah, I In think trading you're yeah. a risk manager first before you're yeah. a trader. Yeah. True, true, true. Yes. Good because point. like you you need to manage that account to learn with uh, through it. Because yes. like you only yes. learn by trading, you see. Exactly. The moment yeah. like you better be down 70% but still hanging on that account. Mm-hmm. You see? Yes. <laughs> Then losing 100% of it. Yes. The dead yeah. man. Yes. I cannot be brought back, back to life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like uh, yeah. you better hang on your account. <laughs> yes. That's a good that's yeah. a good one. The dead yeah. man cannot, cannot be brought, brought back, back to, to life. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So risk management, trust me. And I think it's like the reason risk management is not understood widely is because people come here into trading thinking they'll flip accounts the moment you want to flip an account <laughs> yeah. you want to flip it. an account you have a 50% risk <laughs> yes because and that's a risk what the one is to do <laughs> true <laughs> true exactly yeah uh, so like minimum risk reward yeah, yeah yeah i think people don't understand yeah. the concept of 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 minimum risk okay yes, i'm saying yes. risk 1% of $10,000 yes uh, mini. i don't know any let me just tell you let me just tell you guys one thing yeah You know most people usually like um when they're introduced to trading they start by seeing you know how flashy the flashy, flashy the flashy lifestyle of yeah. like you know mm-hmm. the the forex gurus on on IG most of these guys most of these guys are like south africans yeah. 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 so the likes of uh forex broker killer mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um one thing people don't know is what this guy does he has so many $1000 accounts mm-hmm. right and then mm-hmm. he goes all in Mm. on every account mm-hmm. right mm. so probably he'll wait for some fundamentals you know some fundamentals are coming out and then he'll open multiple trades on so many accounts mm-hmm. maybe like 
buys on you know four accounts and then like buys on sells on five accounts right mm. he will bl- blow so many but there's that one account he'll get the entry right mm-hmm. just right there at the bottom am i right there when you know uh the Keep market the is just like mm-hmm. moving now mm. the way he wants it to go mm. and then he will make such a big um he'll make like crazy money mm. with that with that one account mm-hmm. and then he'll post that <laughs> and the others he won't post the others that were blown so guys don't know. Or, oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, mostly yeah. guys don't know mm. so guys will see all the money he's making and then he'll go subscribe for or in his signal service True. and then he'll go lease cars mm. right mm. because True. in south africa you can lease a car you can lease any car I can mm, go to like you yeah, know the Ferrari shop I can go Lambos. to the Lamborghini shop I can go to like AMG and lease a, a G-Wagon or mm-hmm. you know like just and post all yeah, exactly. and I, have a I can course. buy a house on lease mm. I can like right yeah, yeah so the girl be posting you know house number 17 car mm. number 17 all that but all these are leases oh, mm. you know True. yeah and you don't have any proof mm. you know like you have even, as in he hasn't posted maybe a title deed yeah, or my or people book. in his yes exactly yeah, i feel like yes. for today you should actually yeah. be more interested in someone's my effects book rather yes. than yeah. the flashy yeah. lifestyle yeah, 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 yes, like, why should i care about yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. true as you know most people usually you know are attracted to you know seeing that good life yeah. you know, you know yeah. the, the the bowling you know the lamborghinis no the ferraris <laughs> right it's yeah, very boring for <laughs> the first 10 years the madness very boring i don't know <laughs> 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 really but anyway guys yeah, so i think yeah, our time is running up yeah what time is it it's 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 it, the time has really run so i think we have a lot to share yeah. but we'll have to 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 postpone a few things what are you asking ras uh your thoughts on risk um i'll just back everything you've said because <laughs> you've talked about those risks falling short uh-huh. psychological short what are you facing what risks you like challenge up maybe psychological ones uh-huh. um mainly last year's faced also falling short so a risk of falling short yeah yeah What did you do when you were facing that risk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I tried to take multiple trades and I ended up losing more. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. Last year had big swings and drawdowns, so uh-huh. yeah. Those those are f- yeah. things you should really understand and mitigate. I don't I don't I think you've said a, a lot of it on yeah, yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. risk. Maybe yeah. maybe just to add just one point. All I can say is um based on my experience, I personally believe people should just stick to the 1% risk rule. Yes, that is a cardinal rule to me. Yeah, true. I always stick to 1%. Mm-hmm. I would rather like not make money, but mm-hmm. just make sure my risk is always at 1%. Yeah, true. No matter what mm-hmm. asset I'm trading. No matter what. Yeah. 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 So I think we should have a like a whole session just talking about risk. Yeah, I think yeah. risk is quite It's deep. quite w- wide. Yeah. Also people have different issues with their risk. People yes. blue accounts for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's important. Signals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you bought signals? Never. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Never trusted in someone to make you money. Never. Yeah, okay. that's nice. But anyway, can conclusion. So for I think me, our time is up. On risk I'd, I'd talk about account volatility but since time is up I think when we'll have the next section rather when you have the next next session <laughs> we will be talking about risk I'll I'll try and share my thoughts on some of those things mm-hmm. but I also believe in what you guys have said I feel like 
if you, you are as, as a trader you're first a risk manager mm-hmm. then a trader mm-hmm. and there's something that i feel like most people don't understand when people start out in trading they believe there's this setup that will work in a certain way like there's this the one trade that i can put 5% risk and it exactly. will work out like I'm there's sure no, there's no such trade. I was there's sure about that. Trade. I hate exactly. listening to such conversations. I've had very, very good setups. Very, very good uh, setups. Also, yeah, also, like, teaching students shows you that. Like, you tell a student you trade magnets, and he's like, ah, uh, if if it's so good, if, if exactly. you tested it, like, why, why are you putting 1%? 1%? Percent? Why not risk <laughs> five? People don't understand that some experience. of these, exactly, experience. some of these trades fail. Yeah. Like, I remember <clears> this time gold was moving up very, very well. Then we had one quick drop. You made some money on that quick drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really thought hard about it. If I was in that position, I'd lose a lot of cash because mm. I never expected gold to go down and go down so fast. Yeah. yeah. But mm. it went down about 1500 points. Remember actually you were long then you cut. Yeah. yeah. So I came out of that position. Then the market started going down and it went down heavily. Last yeah. year again when oil top when gold topped at 2000, mm. we had about a 5% drop. The one that guy made about Five, the, the, the guy from Kitale who made about 5,000 oh, yeah. USD in yeah. that position. Oh, yeah. It was about 5,000. Uh, of the roof. From, from a fr- like the account was 4,000. He made about, he made about 38,000. Yeah, about 40,000. Yeah, about 4 yeah. million, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I remember yeah. that day when the markets went down heavily, yeah. Yeah. heavily, about 5%. Yeah. And I really thought hard again and I realized there's no setup that can't fail. Yeah. You mm. always have to It's do like your point of exit. You remember that one? The buy had. Exactly. That you one. You also had a buy. Nicely, <laughs> that Dow Jones going up, up, but um, up. But the following day, at least you made some money, so you recouped some of your losses. <laughs> but, but it anyway, makes sense. I get your so point. So, yeah. yeah, those are some of the risks that you, it, uh, most of the risks you can't even think about them. Yeah. Like, I remember the oil trade that I had, and then you had an 800-point gap during the weekend. Yeah. I lost about 40% of my account. So, mm. you, there are very many risks that you can talk about. Yeah. Anyway guys if you're interested in learning some of these things so we've talked a lot about markets we have put everything that you've done so the three of us I Caleb and La we have written a book called A Template for Understanding the Forex Market we have covered all concepts on trading so we've covered uh technical analysis we've covered risk we've covered psychology we've covered systems and fundamentals all these things are in this 200 page book so if you buy this book you'll get all those philosophies on risk and you'll learn how to trade markets and trade them well don't mm-hmm. believe there's one setup that cannot fail that's a lie we've seen markets we've back tested and most times some of these setups that you think won't work won't fail are the ones which fail you terribly and the ones terribly. which you think that won't work are the ones which work very well Anyway, so today we'll stop there. If you're interested in getting the book, it only goes for 1500. Hit any of us up. We are at Chekwa Tower 17th floor and you'll get the book. So I think we'll stop there. Yeah, yeah. thank you John. Thank you John for coming. Thank through. you guys it was for a very wonderful me. session. It was uh, very entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be a pleasure to have you again. Have him back soon. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I'll be glad to be back. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> yeah, that's it guys. Um I'm your wonderful host, co-host <laughs> alongside <laughs> the host <laughs> I'm your most wonderful co-host alongside my Okay Mr. Wonderful <laughs> my other less wonderful co-hosts Ken and Tara so that's it from us guys thank you for tuning in wait on for our next episode which will be coming out next week so that's it from us guys have a good one